This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Jeremy Wolf. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Wolf, and today I am joined by Nunzio Fusquillo with FA Cafe right here in Cooper City. Nunzio, did I get the pronunciation right on your name? I think I did. Quite there, quite there. Fusquillo. Fusquillo. Okay. Right. But okay. no, Fusquillo. Bad, no bad, Jeremy. Fusquillo. Okay. <laughs> Third time's a charm because we actually tried this a little earlier and we had some technical difficulties. So I am, I got to say, Nunzio, I'm excited to get into this with you today because Effie Cafe has kind of become somewhat of a cult classic uh, for us here around uh, Cooper City. So for those that don't know, who may have been living under a rock, please tell us a little bit about Effie Cafe. Well, Effie Cafe, it's like, it's a little coffee shop inside of the Maradon gas station on Sterling Road on 10295. Um, we open in like, we are being reopened since February. We had like a 12 months uh, preview uh, two years ago. And then there were some issues with the gas station, which then changed ownership. And then they asked us to come back. And we were very happy to be back in Cooper City because this community like um, welcomed us almost three years ago now. We came out of nowhere. Nobody knew us. We didn't know anybody, but we felt like like we were part of the family right away. I must say it's a, it's a special place for real. Well, we are certainly happy to have you let me ask prior to opening fa cafe were you all were you in the restaurant business or was this uh, the first yeah. time for you opening a restaurant tell us a little bit about your background no that we me and my wife which is the person that i opened Effie cafe with uh we have been chef uh, i've been chef since i was uh, i would be i've been in the kitchen since i was 13 and a half been a chef uh, um a head chef since the past I would say 12 years in Miami and then we had kids. So we moved in the suburb, but we were still working in Miami when COVID hit and uh, you know, with COVID uh, nobody need a chef anymore. So before time will get too rough, we had this opportunity through a friend of a friend that knew that this, this pod needs something to be in here. We saw the place and we were like, okay, let's try Like what, what could be worse than to be out of job, honestly. Uh, but it's been always in the making. Uh, our dream to open a restaurant, it's still in the making because Africa Cafe, it's a great place right now, but obviously we are shooting for a, for a storefront. What would you say was the biggest transition or challenge going from being the head chef of a kitchen uh, of a res- of an actual restaurant, like a storefront restaurant, to going on your own and opening your own spot? Well, honestly, the biggest step was uh, to be from an employee to be uh, to be the owner. That, is, that was the biggest step for me. So I had to quite, quite like literally learning day by day all the operation, what is behind that big operation. I've been managing big kitchen for the past 10 years, as I said, but it's always different when you are the first responsible and everything depends from you, no matter how small it is. But honestly, everything came very natural. We just took the place and we start to do what we knew 
what what we knew to do and the response was quite like was quite easy from the people like the people literally recognized right away the quality and the kind of product that we were selling and respond very well to it what's the inspiration behind your menu at fa cafe what type of food are you putting out for those that don't know talk a little bit about how your menu formed so uh, so we are a breakfast and lunch place we are uh, takeout only because we have no seating and i i always loved to bake be a baker uh, even if i was a chef i always loved bread and every all this world behind flour and water basically so so what we have at fa it's a very i i can say very high quality product in uh, in in as far as baked goods we bake everything fresh we bake all our all our bread is from sourdough my starter came with me in united states when i moved here 12 years ago and i had it already for 10 years so this is a 20 years old starter and i kept feeding for 20 years that's takes it takes a little bit of a of a, of a passion into it to keep it alive wait wait and, hold, uh, hold hold on a second so you had the starter dough, the starter sourdough you mm-hmm. literally had that going for you back before you moved to the US and brought it over here and you've been using it ever since yes yes i like i i took it with me and uh and that's my starter that i'm still using now it's yeah and you can see in the bread we have a lot of people that are gluten intolerant but they can eat my sourdough and be completely fine with it because sometimes what we feel like it's a gluten intolerance it's actually more of a yeast intolerance so okay. the capacity the our body can process yeast it's a it's a long story but what i'm trying to say is like we have a really good quality baked goods and we just we have fun with food we cook whatever we go from tuesday tacos wednesday pizza uh thursday soup whatever soup we want to do and people like people i i think that our biggest success is the fact that people feel how much passion we put in the food whatever we do we do it we try to do it as the best of our capacity and that shows at the end in the flavor of whatever we do yeah it really does i've i've had the pleasure of trying your tasty creations on several occasions and it's very <laughs> very very good i love what you're up to over there go back to a second though for those that don't know i'm fascinated by the the idea of the starter being brought over here what what is a starter dough can you explain that to folks that maybe haven't heard that before yeah so okay sourdough technically in the word the word say when you say sourdough it means a fermentation that comes from sour so technically not every like everything can be called sourdough as soon as it has a pre-fermentation but what we use it is a pre-fermentation that does not start from yeast so let's go back 20 years ago i start from i think it was apple puree and flour and fermented and then from then i kept growing that bacterial the natural bacteria that is inside and made a made a literally it's like a human being you have to keep him healthy right temperature and blah 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 and that's like the whole process until you don't have after like about 6 weeks you can already start to use that instead of yeast and that's what it makes your bread that that's what is an authentic sourdough very interesting so so it's very different the quality of the product is completely different and yes i started 20 years ago i kept it with me 
when it was time for me to move in the United States, I dehydrated and take it with me dehydrated. And when I came here, I, I bring it back to life. So yeah, it's about 20 years old. You ever make any pizzas with that dough? Yes. Or is that dough suitable for pizzas? Yes, yes. All you're the, going to make me one? The, <laughs> I want to try a 20 year old dough pizza. The pizza that we make on a Wednesday, we have on every Wednesday, we have Sicilian style pizza. Um, and we make it with sourdough. Like uh, our focaccia that we use for the sandwich, it's also sourdough. We also make bagel with that sourdough. So all our bread has no yeast inside. Nunzio. Yes. You're making me hungry. Ed, <laughs> hey, the, the time is quite right. It's 2 p.m. I might, I might just pack up this pod, this podcast, and head over there for for a snack when we're done. I'm serious. <laughs> so, 12 years ago, you immigrated over here from. I think you mentioned Italy, right? Yes, I'm Italian. Mm -hmm. What part of Italy are you from? I'm from Napoli. Napoli. Mm -hmm. ah, so, going back 12 years, coming over here. What was one of the? I know, obviously, the culture there is a lot different than than what we have here in the U.S. What was one of the biggest challenges you faced when you immigrated over here and you came came to the U.S.? To to be honest with you, when when I moved over here, um, I, I moved as a souvenir from my wife. My wife went, came in Italy and she took a pretty big souvenir bag. No, we had a, <laughs> that's that's the joke that I always make. But we have a. We had a, a restaurant for three years in Italy, like we manage a restaurant, me and my wife. And after three years, then we were in Italy and the economy wasn't that good. I didn't want to have any regrets. So I was like, let's let's try. We go there. We give ourselves a year. And if we don't like it, we can always go back and open our own place in Italy and, and blah, 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 and do the other. So when we came, when I came here, I came with a very open mind. And I was like, whatever, whatever it is, just... Take it with uh, with wherever it comes. Honestly, we didn't have time to look back. The mentality, it's very different. And um, the, the life, it's completely the opposite. But I loved it since day one. So honestly, I had zero difficulty. My resume that I built in Italy helped me a lot in the United States. So I didn't end up in, because that's what I was scared of. I'm like, I've been in the kitchen for already 12 years. I don't want to go there and start flipping burger at McDonald's. All due respect to McDonald's. But, you know, that's not what I should for in my life. And it didn't happen because my resume helped me. I always worked for a pretty good restaurant. And, and from then, my career started. And 10 years, 11 years later, I'm here. And the rest, as they say, is history. And the rest is history. So you mentioned that you're looking for a, a storefront where you could have in-house dining looking at within Cooper city. I know it's not a big place. It's kind of hard to find space, but it, would your goal ultimately be to have that restaurant here within Cooper city or certainly somewhere in the vicinity of the area, right? Yes. When we actually, when we closed the first time because our lease was up and we had, we had a deal then didn't fell through by like days. Was and it in Cooper was city big, though? Yes, it was in Cooper City. And it was a big hit for us. So yeah. because we really want to do it, but then it didn't went through. So we spent the first, uh, I would say, six months just turning around, looking for a place. Every single one of our regular customers keep sending us messages. Listen, I saw this location. I saw this location. And at the end, as you say, Cooper City is pretty small. And even in the uh, vicinity of Cooper City, there was not much. And I'm not going to open 
this coffee shop somewhere else. We really like this area. We we love this community. I have a lot of the of what were regular customers and now I consider like genuinely friends. People then help you out when you need. When we were closed, they checked in on us. They like it it, it established some it's different. It's not anymore a customer and a customer relationship. It's more like a friendship. And but the whole community, even the people that come once every three weeks, they know us. They know our story. We know how they like their coffee. We know how they like their sandwich. So it's a whole like, I, I don't want to leave that. I don't want to. I don't want to um, lose that. Do you guys also live in Cooper City? No, we live in Davie. We have a, a house in Davie. All right, we, we won't hold that against you. You're an honorary <laughs> resident with FA Cafe, right? So you, you mentioned earlier that your wife and you, you guys have children together? Yes, we have how, two, how two kids, a four and a six. Uh, four-year-old Lola and six-year-old, uh, sorry, four-year-old Lucas and a six-year-old Lola. Uh, you're, you're right, you're behind me. I got a nine and 11 myself. Okay, so all right, so I, you, you start early. Uh, yeah, I know. I know everybody says this, right? They said like value the time while they're young because it goes by so quickly. It sounds so yep. cliche, but man, is it true? My daughter's eleven, started middle school, and she's at that age where like she doesn't want to be seen with me out in public. She wants to go uh. hang out with her friends. So, and it goes by in a in a in a. Yeah, I'm so I'm so scared of that. I'm gonna leave that to my wife. I always <laughs> told her I deal with them when they're kids. I got all the daddy date you want, but once they become teenagers, it's all yours. Sorry. <laughs> Can't do anything about that. What do you guys like to do for fun when you're not working? Well, we, we um, on, we're closed on Monday and Sunday, but on Monday, as you can see, I mean, people can't see, but you probably couldn't. I'm, I'm here. I'm prepping to get ready for the rest of the week. But, you know, on a Monday afternoon, I take my kids for, a, as I said, for a daddy date. Now this is a thing. We always go to a different park. We play. And on a Sunday, we just relax home. We really like... Uh, to enjoy our time quiet at home. That's the reason why we moved in the suburb because Miami is just way too frenetic. I just can't, can't even imagine. <laughs> but yeah, no, we spend a lot of time at home. And as I said, uh, some of uh, what we're customer, everyone, uh, we meet each other. Like, you know, we give us a call, we get for a coffee, you know, nothing crazy. I lived my vida loca. Now I'm not living it alone. <laughs> so on that note, you, you mentioned Monday is the prep day. So you're not open on Mondays? No, we are closed Monday and Sunday. And okay. we are open Tuesday through Saturday from 6.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. 6.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday. How can listeners that don't know, I know you mentioned during the marathon station, share again the location and how we could reach you, maybe your contact number. How can we get so the we are so we are located on uh, uh, Sterling Road, inside of the Marathon gas station. The address, uh, the exact address, is one zero two nine five Sterling Road on Cooper in Cooper City. We do have a Instagram page and a Facebook page. Then this, this is that's the one that we use to promote everything. We don't have a website yet, so we always tell people follow us on Instagram. We post all the specials all the stuff that we whatever we're working on all the news they're all posted over there and we do have a phone number which is 954-900-2097 
with this phone number you can always call check our menu on facebook and if you like it you can always call us and reserve your lunch and then pick it up so no line no no house nothing just we're we're fairly quick honestly for the quality of food we do we're fairly quick indeed and we will of course link in the description below to all of your information nunzio it was a pleasure getting the chance to meet you and learn about your story. So thanks for coming on the show, brother. Thank you so much. Pleasure was all mine. Yeah. And to our listeners, thanks for tuning in. And we will catch you next time. Everyone have a wonderful day. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast, Cooper City. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to GNPCooperCity.com. That's GNPCooperCity.com. Or call 954 Two three one three one seven zero.